Elizabeth's pregnancy, the Lord is with you. He will be. At that time, Mary got ready to Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Lessons in Connection A Poetry Prayer by Rev. Sarah Speed It's been a long day. Long enough to complain. Long enough to whine and dine my disappointment. To give weariness keys to the house. But then you get the giggles dancing with the dog in the kitchen. Paws sliding, tail wagging, side cramping giggles. I can hear it from across the house. Your joy burrows its way through the cracks in my armor. And then we are both laughing, gulping for joyous electric air. And that's when I know if you grab my hand, if you ask me to dance, if our weary human souls can make room for connection, then we will survive. Joy will take root. Love will keep her keys to the house. So today we continue with our series, How Does a Weary World Rejoice? This time of year, the Christmas songs tell us that it's the most wonderful time of the year that we should be jolly, and that our days are to be merry and bright. That's the expectation that we have this time of year. And yet we know that life is not all merry and bright. On a societal level, we are surrounded by nasty political rhetoric, gun violence, and mass shootings, and racism, and sexism, and homophobia, and the list goes on. And on a personal level, we're each dealing with our own personal grief, our own uncertainties, and our own stressors in life. So in the midst of the excitement of the Christmas season, we are weary. We're tired and worn out. And I bet each one of you, as I read off this list, thought in your own minds all of your own worries and uncertainties and concerns. And it's important to acknowledge those things, to name and to honor our weariness. Otherwise, it can quickly overwhelm us. And we saw that last week in our scripture story where Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, they had been battling infertility their entire lives. And we can imagine that at that late age that they were weighed down by grief and disappointment and fear for their future. And so then we saw that the angel came to Zechariah 
and told him that God was going to give them a child, a son who was going to be integral in God's greater plan for the world. And Zechariah didn't believe it. His grief and his doubt overwhelmed his ability to trust in God's goodness. And that's what happens when we allow grief and weariness to sit in the driver's seat. When we recognize our weariness, though, naming and honoring it, it doesn't necessarily make it go away, but it puts it in its place. It puts it in the passenger seat rather than driving our lives. And then we're, enable, we're able to acknowledge that even in the midst of the weary and the hard of life, there is also joy and comfort. Today's scripture is a reminder of that, an example of it, and it's actually a continuation of last week's story. Elizabeth becomes pregnant, and it says in verse 24, right before what Sue read for us, that for five months she remained in isolation. Elizabeth did. She was secluded from others. Now, the text doesn't explain why she's isolated, but we can imagine that it might be because of the uncertainty that she was feeling, wondering all of those questions that you might wonder if you were in her place. Does God really realize or remember how old I am? We have been wanting children for decades, and now I'm pregnant? Or for so many years, I have carried this shame of not being able to have a child. And I'm weary, and I'm tired from the wait. How can I rejoice in the midst of that? And then we see that 80 miles away, the angel comes to Mary. And he tells her, even your relative Elizabeth, is going to have a child in her old age. It's said that she was unable to conceive, he said, but she's now in her sixth month of her pregnancy. The angel says this as proof, for no word from God will ever fail. And that's when we hear Mary agree, I am the Lord's servant, she says. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then after the angel leaves, Mary gets ready and she hurries to Elizabeth. And we don't know anything about Mary's travels, whether she traveled alone or she was with people, whether she walked or was she riding a donkey. But for some reason, Mary travels those 80 miles from Nazareth to Ein Karim, the Judean hill country, to see Elizabeth, her relative. And we don't hear Mary's internal dialogue in this text, but similar to Elizabeth, we can imagine what she's thinking. Does the Lord know how young I am? She was 13. I haven't even been married yet, and now I'm pregnant? How am I supposed to rejoice in this child when all I feel right now is the shame that I see in people's eyes when they look at me? But then Mary arrives at Zechariah and Elizabeth's house. 
and all of that uncertainty and that weariness melts away for both of them. Because when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, it says in verse 41, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then it goes on, in a loud voice, Elizabeth exclaimed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored, she asked, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. When we're weary, it's hard to express our joy. The colors of the world lose their brightness. And we might find it hard to be with, to, to share space with other people. Because maybe we feel ashamed or embarrassed of our weariness. Everyone else seems fine, right? Why am I the weary one? But when we connect with others, that's when we're able to feel that joy once more. This past Wednesday, we had our dynamite prayer potluck. And so one of the tricks right now with my schedule and my husband's schedule is who's going to watch the kids and make sure that they don't go crazy and kill each other while I'm at a meeting and Russ is working. And so my daughter, Corey, um, went over to her friend's house and I dropped her off there. Something I've done many times before. This time though, I was dropping her off at the house of a friend whose mother had passed away just a couple days before. I was friends with the mom she was a wonderful light in the world, Tara. And so I was expecting to go over to the house, drop Corey off, and then come over to the potluck. But what ended up happening <laughs> was I went over to the house, I dropped Corey off, I stood in that house, and that light was gone. And I didn't realize how much it was going to hit me to not have Tara there. And so I held it together <laughs> and I got in the car and I started driving and then I called someone and as soon as I opened up my mouth, I started sobbing. It was one of those sobs that you just can't stop. It was just, it was happening, it was coming, that was that. I was already running late to the potluck and so there was no time for me to take a moment and compose myself and everything. And so I sat in the car, turned off the car, grabbed my brownies because, well, those are yummy to share at a potluck. And I think to myself, well, I'm gonna walk in crying. And so that's what I did. I walked in, I saw Catherine and she said, how are you? And I said, well, right now I'm trying to hold it together. And we walked up the stairs and I was I had tears in my eyes and I had a shaky voice and I was there in that moment and I could have very easily thought, 
no, it's fine. I'm just, I'm going to shove it down. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm, I wasn't friends with her for a really long time. It shouldn't hit me that hard. I should just be okay with it. But in that moment, I felt this space to be here, to be with lovely, beautiful people that were joyful and having fun and feel loved and also sad at the same time. And it was this most beautiful gift that I was not expecting at all to be able to come and to be with family and to feel loved and sad and that joyfulness that comes from God all mixed up at once. And that's what this is talking about. That's what this story, this, this connecting with joy in the midst of weariness is about. In this story, we encounter these, these two pregnant women whose lives are completely turned upside down for God, because of God's plan for them. And they're similar. They're both scared and uncertain. They're related and at the same time, they're very, very different from one another. One is young, 13. One is very old. One's married, and one is not yet married. One is carrying the word of God made flesh. And one is carrying the one who would prepare the way. And yet... In that moment, they come together. They come out of their isolation and their fear. And we see that they are comforted by connection. And they're united in their joy. Holding one another's joy in the midst of the weariness is one way that our weary world can rejoice. It doesn't make the weariness go away. But it does help to have someone carry the load with us and to simply be and to know that we are loved and we are cared for no matter if we have tears streaming down our face or we have a huge smile or maybe even both. Like last week, I'd like to close with Michaela and Sean sharing a familiar tune with new words. And you're welcome to sing along with the song. It's a tune of In the Bleak Midwinter, or you can simply listen to the words, and then we will come together in this beautiful moment of connection and joy with Holy Communion.
we can hold each other in our joy and fear, knowing that the Spirit moves when we are near. We can hold each other, lift each other up, filling one another from the Spirit's cup. Family of faith, today we are reminded that one of the ways that we find joy in in the prayer of confession that we are loved, that we are let us connect with our merciful move through this world waiting for the other joy, we lean into isolation, how to find joy in connection. Mary, there's laughter and you are sent to serve. From his table with the disciples and he gave thanks to God and then he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then when the supper was over, he took the cup from his table. And again, he gave thanks to God. And he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this. All of you, this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. Most holy God, we pray that you will pour out your spirit on us gathered here, on these gifts of bread and juice, and make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ so that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. O oh God, by your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. In the United Methodist Church, we practice and celebrate an open table, which means that we remember that this is Christ's table and all are welcome, no matter what, no matter what other church you might go to, no matter what, if this is your first time or your 11,000th time or somewhere in between, or you're in a bad mood, or you're in a good mood, or I don't know. We are all welcome here. We are all welcome and invited to receive God's joyful grace in our lives. Friends, this is Christ's table. It is a gluten-free table, an alcohol-free table, so that we might all celebrate together. And we are the guests, and Christ is the host, and there is a seat with your name on it. Come, this table is set for us. I invite the communion stewards to come and the welcome team will guide you as we come and we celebrate together.
we had exactly enough. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. It's like it's Jesus or something. <laughs> Let's pray. Good and glorious God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which we can see and feel and experience your joy deep in our bones, even in the midst of weariness and exhaustion of this world. And so we pray that we might be a beacon of your joy in the world, strengthened by your spirit so that we might give of ourselves for others. In your name, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Now I invite the choir to come forward and give us a sneak peek to their cantata. And on those online, please feel free and welcome to share your prayers at prayer at brexelumc.com or in the comments on Facebook as we prepare for our time of prayer.
Thank you very much, choir. That they will be um, sharing with us the cantata on December 17th. That Sunday, we will have one service at, here at 1030, um, in person, online, and the, the choir will take the stage for the whole service, and they will share with us um, even more beautiful music. Why are you you're smiling? Like, are you very proud of them? You look very proud of them. Yes. <laughs> we can clap again. That's all right. Yep. We do. We have quite a few prayers this morning. Matt asked for prayers for a peaceful trip home for his friend John, as he will soon be whole again and reunited with his family in heaven. And Shelly asked for prayers for Dion, who is battling cancer, and for Kathy, who's starting a new chapter in her life. And Taylor asked for prayers for Jim, as he was diagnosed with stomach and pancreatic cancer, and for Clarice, who is battling health issues. And prayers for peace for the Springer family, who lost their little girl, Emma, and prayers for Christopher and for peace for his wife, Christina, as he recovers from a bad accident. And Barb asked for prayers for her neighbor, Jan, who was recently hospitalized and has an upcoming surgery. And Alan asked for prayers that we can help spread the peace of baby Jesus throughout the world. Yes. And then prayers for peace to return to Bethlehem and for Palestinian Christians who live there. And Kim asked for prayers of peace for a friend, Jen, who is struggling with life's stress. And Janine is grateful for all of the prayers that encouraged her and her physicians to finally rid her body of lung disease. And then also prayers for a co-worker's mother named Patty who had a stroke on Friday. And Janet asked for prayers for Laura who is 14 and facing surgery tomorrow. And then Sharon asked for prayers for a friend, Teresa, who's dealing with deteriorating bones. And I also asked for prayers for uh, the family of Tara Bell, um, for her nine-year-old daughter, Nora, and for Graham and for her parents um, as they grieve and remember and celebrate, and we will be hosting um, their funeral, the funeral of Tara on Saturday. So prayers for that day. And with all of that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. Oh God, we come to you this morning, and we are grateful for the ways that joy binds us together, for contagious laughter and inside jokes, for stories around the dinner table that make us laugh until we cry. What a gift you have given us with joy and with one another. And today, as we are reminded that joy is better when it's shared, we are grateful that we are here together and that you unite us around the world. Today, we particularly thank you for the Elizabeths and the Marys of our lives those people who spark joy in us and pull us out of our shells, people who teach us how to laugh and to declare, blessed are you. 
Gracious God, although we know that joy is better when it's shared, there are days when that's easier said than done. Like Elizabeth, we too have a tendency to choose fear and isolation over, over joy and connection. Without the help of someone at our door, we can often keep joy to ourselves. So God, when those days come, when the waters of fear rise and when isolation steals our joy, comfort us. Comfort us like a shepherd with their flock. Gather us into your arms and carry us to safer ground so that we might experience true, deep joy in you. Oh God, together we unite our voices, praying for peace, praying the words that your son taught us to pray, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The last thing we do each Sunday is to remind ourselves that church doesn't end here, but it goes with us into the world. And so we have a few ways to do that. And the first is with these Advent devotionals. There's a paper copy that you can find in the area next to the office here. And they're also online and you can download them to keep on your phone or computer or, or what have you. And they really are um, beautiful and a way to reflect upon this message of a weary world rejoicing throughout the week. And then this week we have, it kind of kicks off all of the Christmas excitement around here. We have our Advent Dinner Church on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. We will meet down in Fellowship Hall and we will have soups and uh, bread and with all of the, rec or remembering all of the different dietary restrictions. And you're welcome to come as we eat together and we have church around tables together. It's a fun and different way to experience church. And then on the 7th, on Thursday, we have the UWF Christmas tea at noon. It's a potluck, and you're welcome to come and share and just celebrate this beautiful, joyful time in our church family. And then next Sunday, we have Christmas caroling directly following the 1030 service. And so if you can carry a tune or uh, you're like me and you can't, you're welcome to come. And we go out and we simply spread joy. What, what does, what's Buddy the Elf say? The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear, right? Yeah, that's what we do. It's a lot of fun. And it's very simple. We have some soup, but just to, you know, encourage us and to loosen up our, our vocal cords and we go out and sing and, and it's fun. So do that next week. And then the following week is at 9.30, we have our Christmas extravaganza in the, we don't have to say it like that. It's just extravaganza, but it's a lot more fun to say it different. Um, but that's down in Fellowship Hall. That's for kids of all ages. You can come and just have crafts and activities that are Christmas themed. 
And then that is when our 1030 service, we will have um, the cantata, the Christmas cantata, and it's going to be a great, um, a great morning. And then we will move into our on the 24th and all of our Christmas Eve services and all of the information for all of that I just said and much, much more is in our program guide for the winter as well as BUMC links you can find out information. So I encourage you to do that. You can grab a yard sign if you haven't already done so to let people know that they are welcome and invited to come and to celebrate with us this Christmas Eve. You can grab one of those in the parlor when you go and get your yummy, yummy snacks. So let us receive our benediction so that we might go and do God's good work. Family of faith, as you leave this place, you go into a weary world. So speak tenderly. Do the good that is yours to do. Choose connection. Hold on to hope. And remember that Christ took on flesh for you. You are God's beloved. So go rejoicing. The world needs it. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let us stand and sing together. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains Echoing their joyous strains.
right, y'all. Thanks for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful week.